Welcome in, and uh, hey Mozzie, happy anniversary. Today is the one-year anniversary of our first recording. Uh, I was looking through our stuff, and the very first time we recorded was on this exact date a year ago. So, Aww. <laughs> Getting all sentimental now. I, lo- I love you, Mozzie. Love you, man. <laughs> love you too, man. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, <clears throat> Football. <laughs> Football, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk time. Sport. Oh, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> I hope everyone's doing well. How, how have you been doing, Mozzie? Doing awesome. Been working a lot, which is, you know, good. Makes a lot yeah. of money, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's why we weren't able to give you all a week a week six uh, preview. Our, our schedules didn't line up at all. So um, it happens, but we managed to squeeze one in for – for you guys this week because we love you so much but, so um, much and football. love you so much brother i love this game of football <laughs> that we play together uh, relax brother <laughs> yeah all right and then first off we'll talk about brock osweiler got brocktober coming in um <laughs> yeah, to, ship to lead off our off. bangers and mash we got banging brock osweiler edward colin sucking the life out of chicago <laughs> that was good yeah, I, I was proud of that one, but um, <laughs> yeah, don't don't play in this week. <laughs> it was a blip. we know how it goes, right? So I heard this crazy thing that Brock Osweiler, his first career start with each of his teams was a win over the Bears. So like, I think his first one with that uh, was Denver, um, and Miami, and who else did he play for? The Texans? Question mark. Texans. Yeah, I think his first win with all of his teams was against the Bears. Wow. So. He's the bear slayer. The bear slayer. Because like he he always has like he'll just have he'll have one good game, and then it's done. Well, who would win in a fit a fight a bear or a lion? Um. Well, I'll take the vampire. Um. <laughs> <laughs> He's immortal, stupid. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna like double check this because I gotta I gotta see if this is real or not. But yeah, don't don't start Brock again. That will not go well. Um. <laughs> What if you're in a two QB league and you have no one else? Would you start him over some other super flexed kind of person? Um, would you start Derek Anderson or Brock Osweiler this week? Anderson, hundred <laughs> percent. That's tough for me. I've actually. seen Anderson do crazy stuff when he gets put in as the backup, especially with Carolina, and their receiving core is not ideal. So it's not like you know it's that crazy that he could do okay in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Okay, yes, I'm looking through it. Sorry, I got started. So it, it is accurate that his first career start with all of his teams has been a win versus Chicago. <laughs> that <laughs> what is... the fuck, Bears? Come on. And how did he do in the week after said um, win? That's a good question. I'm gonna keep researching that. Um, this is okay. This this is the hard hitting analysis we bring you here on Mozzie and the Muscle. Um, so <laughs> history repeats itself. So actually, folks. so in when he beat Chicago in 2016. When he was a member of the Houston Texans, the next week they actually won again. But, Whoa! Um, so he, so was it in spite of him, I think so. He, he was fifty-seven percent completion with two sixty-eight, one, and then two picks. That sounds like a Mark Sanchez start stat line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he started the pretty much the whole year somehow, which is hilarious. Well, they paid him $70 million, so they're probably like, you're going to make us our money, man. Yeah, dog. Shit. That's dang TXs. But yeah, so his first game was starting in Denver. He was actually 74%, 250-2, no picks. And I started. Wow. And he kept playing some more. 
I think he played the rest of that season, and then they're like, eh, Brock. Yeah. Well, that, the team around him was super good, but yeah, I think at this point, no, Brock's bad. I, I'm pretty sure he'll flop. And also, didn't Albert Wilson get him most of his yards? He <laughs> like did. Albert catch. Wilson went off, man. Yeah, but enough about Brock. Um, Dak had a good week finally against, and they just ripped up the the Jags. I, I think the Cowboys are just like designed to beat like hard man coverage. So Beasles went off, and Dak was able to run wild. Yeah, man, I did not expect that at all. I don't think anyone Jaguars did. defense looked putrid. I don't think even Jason Garrett expected that. Like somehow Scott Linehan put together like a good game plan. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> it might have just been accidental even who knows it had to have been <laughs> oh, what's the alternative but, yeah so I, the hardest part is deciding what you do with Dak from here on out but against Washington I don't know Washington's defense is like is like decent so I don't know I would be, I would be wary to start Dak I would, I would want I need to see it again I need to see that it's not like a flash in the pan as they say yeah I think he might have one of those like 17 point weeks yeah, the thing is, like, when they, when they like play against, like, like Jacksonville is a good matchup for him to run a lot. Like, if he can run a lot, it works out. But I'm not, like, I don't. Washington's know how defense to, like, go is good. I mean, they weren't last week, but they're <laughs> supposed to be good. Oh, they were good against Carolina, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, who they played the week before? I don't. Know, but New Orleans. Oh yeah, they were bad against New Orleans, and then they played Carolina this past week and were good. So who knows? Yeah, that's, I mean, Carolina can put together some pretty awesome offensive firepower, so who the hell knows what the Redskins are doing? <laughs> eh, not even no they know, man. Yeah, not even Dan Snyder knows. You know, it's Dan Snyder. But um, <laughs> anyway, uh, running back studs, Sonny Michelle and Tariq Cohen were popping off. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Sonny Michelle's in every week's start at this point, right? I mean, they, I think that's pretty straightforward. Yeah, unless he's injured, he's got to be in your lineup. But Patriots running back, so that's kind of good. Tariq Cohen's an interesting one for me personally in my heart. Just because, like, well, there was a lot of off-season hype about the guy, about how he was going to be the new gadget piece in the Nagy offense, mm-hmm. and he would be really good. And he started the year off pretty miserably. Mm-hmm. You kept calling for Tariq week. <laughs> You're right, but he's put together. He had a good week before the bye, and had another good week after it. And like I mean, obviously, if he does it again, we have to take it seriously. Like, right? I mean, like, I don't think many people started him last week, but at this point, like, I think in PBR you can still play him now, and then in other leagues, if he puts another good week together, you, he's in, I guess. But I mean, so I had him in Dynasty, and I just kind of kept him in because he was. I mean, at least in Dynasty, it's you know PPR. Or at least half PPR. Uh-huh. He's been doing okay, so I've been keeping him in for a while. So I'm glad I held on to him. I'm yeah. gonna keep playing him for sure. I can't take him out now. Yeah, I think this week against New England will be good. Yeah, but it's like, a good matchup for him. Yeah, their offenses have been better when they've gotten him more evolved. And like, I thought they were gonna keep slamming Jordan Howard and not using Tariq much, but I I guess I was wrong. So. Well, you know, Jordan Howard. Uh, yeah, Fuck he was, that guy. He was bad this week, man. I guess I'll move on to him. That go. <laughs> The goal line fumble hurt him a lot. It would have changed him for 5 to 13 points, which is still not great, but it's definitely way more tolerable. Yeah. But, yeah, dude, he's been really rough for your team and for his team as well, apparently. <laughs> so, 
Just keep airing it out to Cohen. Forget yeah, that dude, other guy. It sucks because he's another guy that like I wasn't on and I eventually sort of bought into who has been pretty rough this year. Remember when, like remember when I like would rag on Jordan Howard all the time and then like I slowly started to buy into him. Sounds like what happened with Alex Collins. Yeah, dude. My 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 gut on those mid round running backs, man. Got to go with your gut, man. Yeah, like I'm torn on if like. I've gone back and forth on if I think Jordan Howard is actually good or not, too, but that's a different discussion. I think a lot of Bears fans have, too. I don't <laughs> think he's bad, it's, but, like... Yeah, it's hard to tell if he's, like, actually... Sometimes like sometimes I think he's actually good, and sometimes I think he's C.J. Anderson, so I don't know. <laughs> right. He's like Isaiah Crowell to me. Like, <laughs> he can have good days. He's is he, is thick... he playing the Broncos this year? Maybe he'll be. <laughs> but... He's a thick, chunky back. Yeah, I, th- I think this week means the Patriots, like, I don't know, like, if Jordan Howard doesn't find the end zone, I think it's more Tariq, and, like, it's hard to blame Nagy for doing that. I think they both could have good games. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I really do hope so. <laughs> I really but, um, do. Let's see, next up, we've got some other speedy guys. We've got Albert Wilson and Marquise Goodwin as uh, studs from last week. Mm. With Albert Wilson, it's, it's, it's you, you can't know when to start him. That's the hardest part of it, like... You, he's rosterable, obviously, because like you know, if you need someone, like you, you're either gonna insane get a, upside. You're either gonna get a five or like a twenty plus. Because he's gotten five point three, he got a twelve, got a twenty one and a half, a four point one, a six point eight, and a thirty. So like, <laughs> he's the wide receiver eighteen on the year somehow. Wow. Um, it's it's lower if you go off like averages, but like he's still like a wide receiver too based on average points. Like he's averaging more fantasy points than Brandon Cooks. Oh wait, wait, oh wait, wait, no, no. That's ESPN counts Brandon Cooks this week. He was out. And got zero. Uh, never mind. Don't, don't. Yeah, ignore <laughs> that. But I think Brandon Cooks will start coming around though. He's had like one touchdown and a lot of yards. He's going full Julio. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, Marquise go Goodwin. Marquise Goodwin was good. He got some long bombs. And CJ Beathard likes him, doesn't he? Yeah, honestly, like I think Goodwin will keep going this week. Personally, I do too. And, like, his main thing was, is he healthy? And it seems like he is, so. He seemed he pretty healthy. fucking torched the Packers, so. I mean, I know he had a classic Robbie week, but, like, this is what we know Marquise Goodwin does, so it seems that he's now healthy, so I think we can just keep playing him. Because this is what we expected, like, at the start of the season with Jimmy G, but I think I think Shanahan's scheming it to <laughs> get him some shots, so. And it's good when you have a rapport with someone. It seems like him and C.J. Beathard do actually have a rapport, yeah. at least from last year. Yeah, they they beat hard. They beat hard. And then uh, Beasles also went hard this past week against the Jags. Cole but, Beasley. Uh, <laughs> it's weird to think about Cole Beasley just popping off. Rapper. That's rapper Cole Beasley. Yeah, because... So week one he had ten point eight as half PPR, but the next four weeks he had all single digits, and last week he just popped off. And he's got Washington to buy, so like it's kind of just a blip. I don't think that happens again all all career for him. <laughs> oh, for sure not. <laughs> yeah, that was just, that was a career game for Beasles, man. <laughs> he just ate up that like man coverage and got got in the zone. You know he's a real grinder. He's got a high real grinder. He's always got his nose in the books. He's always got man coverage, you know. Books, yeah. Got deceptive speed that one. Let me tell you, real yeah. deceptive speed. Speaking of deceptive speed, Austin Hooper. Uh, is that mm. 
Yeah, he had a good week. He's actually been like good though, like good for more than one week in a row. Which is wild. Yeah, he doesn't do that. Actually, ha- half of his weeks have been pretty solid. He's had three weeks under six, but he's had also three weeks over 12. That's which good. It's tight end. That's pretty good. And like the, it's gonna go. It's gonna keep going against the Giants, right? Like they they face like no one at tight end this year. I think that I think last week they allowed some to to Ertz up probably, but they did. And I watched that touchdown. It was great. Yeah. So like I I'm gonna I think Hooper's playable this week. I have him as like a stream. He's like 66 percent owned apparently on ESPN, which I feel like that'll go up. But he's got to buy a week after. But if you, if you need a guy, I'll keep I'll keep playing Hooper. Will you keep playing Hooper? I'm playing Hooper. Yeah, and then I know I know Ridley's banged up. I think he's going to play this week. And I know Muhammad Sanu is also questionable. So that's kind of worth noting. I feel like he's always questionable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like Muhammad Sanu, he's always got that cue next to his name. Muhammad Sanu... Snoo snoo. Anyway, speaking of always questionable, Eric Ebron. <laughs> um, he, dude, he's been popping off. Like as long as Jack Doyle's out, like Ebron's been balling. He's a tight end too this year, dude. You have to like acknowledge that maybe Doyle lost his job to him. Doyle, okay, we we talked about this earlier too. Like even when Doyle was in, Eric Ebron was performing. Yeah. And then like the one week Doyle was out, like they didn't use any tight ends or do anything at all. I mean, like, the thing about Ebron is he always like when when he was with Detroit, his knock on him was that he can run routes great, he's physical, he's fairly fast, he just can't catch the damn ball. That's gotten sort of, <laughs> that's gotten better enough. He's certainly gotten more targets so that yeah. it's you know a little bit more masked. But aside from week three, all of his weeks have been in the double digits, and then he had that big blow up in week five. So like. Yeah, dude, he's averaging a touchdown a week, but that may start going away. But I don't know, dude. They pass a fuckload, so they they have to. He's one of my happiest drafts this year. I have him in uh, three of my four leagues. Yeah, dude, I got him really late in a lot of them. He has it's it's Ertz, Ebron, and Kelsey as the top three. Like they're all within a couple points, and then next is Jared Cook at like sixty eight. Like he's got so like it's Ertz eighty four, Ebron eighty three and a half, Kelsey at eighty one point three, and then like. It was just funny that Ebron's up in the Ertz and Kelsey tier. It's yeah. I showed you that that picture though forever ago. Remember? Which one? It was like uh, top five tight ends in NFL history. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, by, like with their stuff. first one hundred games or something or yeah. whatever it was, or first five years, and it was like it was like the five best tight ends ever. It was like Tony Gonzalez. Uh, there's like Gonzalez, Kellen Winslow, and then like number five was Eric Ebron. And I was like, what <laughs> the fuck? It was like a bunch of freaking awesome players and Ebron, yeah. And then Ebron. <laughs> I was probably Gronk too in there, but yeah. Yeah, Gronk was in there. Which Gronk's been like just all right this year, which is weird. But yeah, I think it's we, weird. we definitely nailed the we like especially you, like we're like we were pretty hard on Ebron earlier, and that was right. I'm glad. Whether or not it was because of Doyle getting out or not, like Ebron was still good before Doyle got hurt, and then like our main thing was Ebron was is better than Doyle, so for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, Njoku had a good week as well. Um, pretty much the only Brown who did. <laughs> Jarvis, 
Jarvis and Callaway had like 19 targets and caught like four balls between them or some shit. Really? Oh my god. Yeah, I, they're just not on the same page with Baker or some shit. I don't, it's it's wild. Give it some time. Because Jarvis caught two of nine. Jarvis catching two of nine is unheard of. That and is. Callaway got two of ten, which is more typical worse. for him. But <laughs> yeah, dude, that's absurd. 25% catch rate pretty much with the other which is wild. But it was it was all in joke you all day. Uh, let's see, he was the tight end three last week. Got 15 points in that PPR, which is very good for a tight end, of course. Oh, um, yeah. He got his first touchdown as well. And um, I th- he's got Tampa, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Atlanta the next four weeks. Which I think are like the four best tight end matchups, if I'm not mistaken. Tampa, Kansas City... Who else? Uh, Pittsburgh and Atlanta. Oh, wow. Um, okay, so Tampa, Steelers, and Chiefs are the three worst against tight ends. So that's nice. Yeah. And then uh, where's Pittsburgh? I already got Pittsburgh, Tampa. Where's Atlanta on here? The Falcons are... They're what is it 19th worst so they're a little below average against tight ends but when they've played okay tight ends they've gotten kind of beat in the tampa torch last week and also Atlanta's defense is just bad so <laughs> yeah dude, he's got his next three weeks he faces the three worst tight end defenses so like if david joku is somehow available pick him up obviously and like you can just pl- ride him ride him hard didn't uh oj howard and Cameron Bray like torched Atlanta last week. Yeah, dude, they went bonkers. OJ was tight end four. Uh, Cameron Bray was like tight end thirteen ish. I don't feel like counting down like that, but OJ Howard did Bray more because Bray got Bray like got a touchdown catch and that was it. Howard got four for sixty two and a touchdown because he's and a touchdown. Better. Yeah, got that late touchdown at the end of the second half. Yeah. Dude, I still can't believe someone fucking dropped OJ Howard in one of my leagues. So I've got. Can't believe someone dropped Trey Burton in ours. Yeah. So, well, someone dropped Evan Ingram in ours too. So, like, I'm in one, like I've got Ingram in two leagues, and my other tight end in those leagues. It's in Joku in one, and then Howard in another. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm just like set <laughs> at tight end. Got all these young studs. A couple of young studs. Mm. Tight ends. Soft sophomores are always sluts. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a Daniel Tosh quote right there. But um. Anyway, some tight ends that didn't do so well. Jared Cook, he's a dirty slut. Um, he did very poorly. Um, we're, we're seeing actual Jared Cook now. I think yeah, that's the point. it's back. <laughs> Jared Cook's back to Jared Cook, right? That's pretty much what we're getting from this. Dude, what is up with the Raiders' offense? I expected their defense to be bad. I did not expect their offense to be this bad. Did you see the Seth Roberts like target chart or whatever? No. Dude. Let me let me find this because I, I think I retweeted it on our account at Mozzie and Muscle. Um, so yeah, his route chart. <laughs> it was literally like all stuff out just to the left of the line of scrimmage. Let me let me get this link for you and I'll put it in the um, Skype chat. But man, it was it's hilarious. Jesus. What the fuck? Damn it, new Skype. Oh gosh. Oh fuck. There I go. Okay, new Skype pisses me off. Finally made me update. So um. Yeah, as, so if you look at it, it's just like it all goes out. <laughs> all right, so you probably just heard uh, Mozzie's laughing cut out, and that's because uh, my software died, basically. Um, 
so we recorded for about another hour before realizing that so we're, we're starting again it is now thursday afternoon instead of wednesday night um but Feels yeah bad yeah I, bad. That, that's how bad jared cook was <laughs> he just <laughs> he broke he broke my software that's how bad it was um so um he had his two good games yeah those he's done now those are gone and yeah as we laughed about seth roberts's targets and Derek carr's adot being like 0.1 yards because of all the stuff behind the line of scrimmage yeah that offense is sad <laughs> It's going to be I guess sad just talking gone. about the Raiders made our computers die. <laughs> um, I can't wait to see what happens when we talk about the Bills. <laughs> oh, God, I my, lost you. My oh apartment God. catches on fire. Yeah, really. Everything's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Jordan Reed was a dud as well. Um, somehow he's the only healthy guy in Washington, but and still, it's still not, not producing. Enough. Yeah, it's just still not enough for Alex Smith, I guess. Um it was it was a pretty ugly game, and Vernon Davis got a lot. But I mean, because I, mean, I know you'd mentioned the uh, connection there, but right. This... I mean, they used to play together in San Fran like years ago. Oh my God, that was that was pre Kaepernick. Pre Kaepernick, <laughs> Kaepernick has come and gone, and they are still <laughs> playing together. That's hilarious. Oh man. <laughs> Alex Smith was the first overall pick in draft, huh? That's interesting. It is, especially since Aaron Rodgers was also in that draft and he <laughs> fell all the way to 20. Yeah. I... That was like the thing of the draft that everyone yeah. talks about is how there was basically only a couple of teams that needed quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And so once Smith went, there wasn't a team that needed one until like what the Packers. Yeah. And even <laughs> then it was like, Brett Favre, like, you know, you do, dog? Like, <laughs> but um, going on to other duds, uh, receivers, Jarvis Landry dudded. Um, t- he caught two of nine targets. That's pretty not Landry-like. Um, I, At least I, he had nine targets, right? Yeah, I, I guess the, the bad catch rate is just contagious, man. It's contagious. Because <laughs> Callaway had two of ten as well. It's just Baker's only going at Njoku right now. Pretty much successfully, I should say. But you should see a bit of an upswing going against the Buccaneers this week, though, don't you think? Yeah, the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers. The Buccaneers. Yar, we're terrible. <laughs> Yar, your character doesn't matter to us. Yar. <laughs> you got a beard even better. Uh... Anyway, um. See, so I think Jarvis will bounce back this week. I would play him. Um. I'm gonna be playing him, so. yeah. <laughs> at least in one league. And I, I mean, still think Joker will be good too. We yeah, get to that later. And even even Callaway, like as long as Callaway, if Callaway can stop dropping stuff, then like that would help. He's got he's got the Ebernitis, but oh no, <laughs> has to go to the Colts, is what you're saying. <laughs> Gotta go to the Colts to heal yourself, which is kind of weird, but. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Sammy Watkins also had a rough game. Um, it was there were so many freaking points that and he didn't score. It was kind of weird, but it was just kind of Tyreek doing Tyreek things that game. Um, <laughs> yeah, Tyreek going Tyreek. Yeah, and I don't know, like when one your offensive possession is like one play of Tyreek running it to the house, like it's gonna take away some opportunity. <laughs> so. I mean, yeah, I think Sammy Watkins should bounce back, and he's kind of playable as a wide receiver three each week. 
Yeah, and uh, this is the Bengals this week, right? So yeah, they've been rough. Their secondary is not great mm-hmm. or really good. Yeah, and primetime Andy. <laughs> primetime Andy, baby. <laughs> oh, man, Should uh, be a rather high-scoring affair. Yeah, the over-under, the over-under is like 58 or some crap because, you know, the Chiefs are playing. <laughs> Literally, it's just whenever the Chiefs play, it's going to be bonkers. The Chiefs playing at home against a bad defense. Fire it up, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just got to uh, fire it up. <laughs> Coach Reed told me we're in red, so fire it up. <laughs> um, and then John Brown had a dead game as well. Um <laughs> He, uh, I don't know, I think I'll bounce back against the Saints. Huge. Yeah, they, Huge. the Ravens actually pass a lot, despite their, you know, reputation for having a stout defense. I mean, that's true as well right now, but, like, they do still pass a lot, so. Yeah, they're a fairly good offense in comparison to their defense, which is outstanding. Mm-hmm. They're, like, the one team this year that concentrated on their defense. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yeah. Like, I mean, I guess the Rams too, but they've had some injuries and it's not come together <laughs> as well. Isn't on paper. Very good either. Yeah, they, no, but the they did part. focus on it. They did try to make it better. Yeah. Uh, so the Ravens have chemistry, at least mm-hmm. too. That's kind of one of the things. Is like they also got Jimmy Smith back now, which does matter a lot because he's really he's a good football player, as they would say in this game say. of football. It's pretty wild. <laughs> but um. John Brown, he only got three targets last week, but he got 14 the week before. He's at 47 on the season. So that's what, eight a week about? Yeah, right around that. Yeah, and I mean, as good as their defense is, the Saints are still going to score against them. Mm -hmm. So they're going to have to air it out. Yeah, and you're able to score against the Saints. So um, These are things we know. Yeah. (laughs) These are things that are true. (laughs) Yeah, unless you're you're Jay Gruden. But yeah, if 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 you're John Brown and a deep threat getting eight targets a game, who um, it cut out before we talked about this, but his best comparable on player profiler was Deshaun Jackson, and I talked about Deshaun Jackson uh, beating New Orleans deep, and um, that's that seems like a theme. So I'll, I'll kind of look more onto the uh, the deep balls as we go through. But um, yeah, I don't I don't think John Brown needs a lot of targets to get something done against the Saints, but he'll, he'll still get some of those targets. So it'll be it'll be a nice day for him, I believe. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. We'll, more about that later. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure we already talked about Jordan Howard earlier when we were talking about Tariq, right? Yeah, and how the awful it was. Yeah, the glumble, that eight-point swing, it was rough. And it's you got to think it might keep going just because of how the Bears offense has at least been better. But I don't know, it's... This week against the Pats, you got to think they'll do that unless they try to like slow down the game with Jordan Howard, but who knows. Well, I mean, didn't Kareem Hunt gash them last week? Not that you yeah. really can compare Joho and, and Kareem Hunt, but I don't I think mean, the Patriots' run D is particularly great. No, it's bad. Their their defense is rough still. So Yeah, so who knows? <laughs> it's in Chicago, too. Yeah, that should help. But it looks like a lot of the production is kind of in in the air, and it's pretty even. They haven't a lot, a lot of they haven't allowed a lot of rushing touchdowns. They've actually allowed one on the season, but they've really? allowed they've allowed five seventy five rushing yards. So that's kind of like very swayed towards the yards there, based on like average. So is the one against Kareem? Uh, no, it was against uh, 
Houston earlier. I don't know who it was in Houston. I don't have that up. But yeah, Houston got the one rushing touchdown this season oh, wow. against them. But um, they've allowed 337 uh, receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns to running backs. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, that's why. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's a lot of rushing yards for not a lot of rushing touchdowns. And that's on like not like two awful many attempts. Let me see. 575 divided by that would be 123 attempts. That's 4.67 yards per per rush they're allowing. So that's like a pretty high mark. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty high. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so if you're ready for Jordan Howard to get high. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Give him the Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. We'll get him right. <laughs> <laughs> Go down to Miami. Oh, that was this past week, right? <laughs> oh, man. I'm so high. Get him high. <laughs> um, we also had Royce Freeman and Derrick Henry dud out. Um, I think Royce will bounce back tonight against the uh, Cardinals' atrocious run defense. Um because you can just run train on him. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I can see that. Him having a nice 100-yard day. Yeah, and they've allowed the second most points to running backs behind the Chiefs. But a lot of the Chiefs' production has been through the air. Um, the Cardinals have actually had a lot of rushing, which benefits uh, Royce Freeman a lot. Because, you know, he, he runs the ball well. And, like, Phillip Lindsay, I guess I'm running too. But he's, like, more of the receiving guy than Royce is. But... Cardinals have allowed 832 yards and eight touchdowns already this year on the ground alone. Jesus. So, yeah, and then two more touchdowns and 340 more receiving yards as well to running backs. They've, they've just been getting stomped. Um, actually, last week, um, they allowed 24.5 points to the Minnesota backfield, and that was the lowest total they've allowed this year. <laughs> so, yeah, Minnesota had probably the worst run game. Yeah, outside of maybe like the Colts. <laughs> yeah, their line cannot run block for dicks. Right, so Actually, I want to look this here. up. Who has the worst rushing? Like, there's a lot of different stats you can look at for. Like, who has the worst line for it? Who just has the worst success rate? Worst yards per carry? I mean, Minnesota is right. down there. So, but um, yeah, I think I think Royce will have a good week here. Um, there's not going to be much pressure on the offense. They'll probably try to hide Case Keenum because he's bad. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then, yeah, uh, Derrick Henry, though, I don't really see bouncing back anytime soon. Especially not this week against the Chargers in London. Because Tennessee's just looking rough. Like, aside from Corey Davis, I think you're kind of just screwed on them, right? Yeah, like how, even if they are going to turn it around some game, how can you trust them to do it at any particular moment? Especially this week in London, which is always, as you said, those are always fucky games. Those are always fucky games, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, watch the Titans just win it on Derrick Henry's back. The Chargers are like, boy, what? <laughs> you get Arnold Schwarzenegger doing, you know, a British accent. It just all goes to hell. I don't even want to attempt that. <laughs> British Arnold. I used to talk about, like, tea. I don't know. Is that was that was that racist? I don't even know. Talk about tea. No, they love tea there. When I went to London, that was basically all I drank. Okay, so if it's accurate, it's not racist, is it? Okay. <laughs> Slippery slope. No. <laughs> no, but um, even so, even Dion Lewis, he wouldn't talk about. Oh, Dion Lewis in PPR, like he's been single digits in four or six games in PPR still. So like, <laughs> yeah, the offense is just struggle busting. So like, aside from maybe Corey Davis in a fine matchup, like you're not. You're just avoiding the Titans right now, including Mariota, who pooped pooped his pants. He, <laughs> he he was the mash. He mashed your he mashed your drawers up. 
He mashed that poop bug right in your in your in your pants. Mashed it. Yeah, your trousers got poop mashed on them by Mario. Soiled it. Mario the poop masher. <laughs> Soiled it. Soiled, Soiled it. it. Soiled it. <laughs> um, my pants are in ruins. Say that again. Ruins. Ruins. <laughs> cool flip. <laughs> but um, yeah, Titans. Uh, spe- speaking of, we mentioned Jared Cook and his earlier Derek Carr was. Um, it's like the SpongeBob episode where like he's in like was it like rock bottom. I can't understand your accent. I can't watch the Raiders. <laughs> uh, as a Raiders fan, it hurts. But yeah, the, the the Raiders have been rough, and Derek Carr. Um, he got he didn't get like kind of hurt this game, and he's got a bye this week, and he shouldn't miss any time. They say, but man, that's just a whole that's just a debacle there. It's yeah, sad. I wouldn't have thought their offense would be as bad as it is. Yeah, they they popped off against the Browns. You have a good defense too. Yeah, I don't. The Browns defense is like confusing because like they have a lot of talent, and some games will step up and like force turnovers. But like I don't know if you if you. If you get them on their heels, like the Chargers, like we're just able to just keep ramming it down, like yeah. on them. So maybe it <laughs> could just be like an inexperienced thing. Like yeah. they're a pretty young defense too, which is mm-hmm. even scarier. Yeah, <coughs> maybe we can blame Greg Williams for it. <laughs> I like to blame Greg Williams for a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> also fair. Um, other two other quarterback duds. Uh, Jared Goff was a dud, but and that was really just because they didn't need him. It was Todd Gurley day, so Jared Goff's yeah. fine. It just this, that happens on occasion. Um, yeah, he'll bounce back. And Deshaun Watson had a rough game against the Bills. I so said the Bills just make everything ugly. <laughs> um, <laughs> like their defense is fine enough. Like it's not. Like, it's it's dud better the last couple weeks as well, and it's been performing pretty well this season. And then the offense doesn't do much, so it doesn't put pressure on the other team. The games are just slow and ugly, and you know it's like when you're you're next to somebody so ugly that by like transitive property you are now ugly too. It's <laughs> <laughs> like all the games are just so gross. <laughs> they're gross. They're yeah. like these low scoring games where nobody can score because the Bills' defense is actually solid. Yeah, but like it's, offense is putrid. Yeah, but it's not like like a classic Steelers Ravens, you know defensive grind it out it's just like an inept game <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> it's like the super age is just like exuding through the television screen like you just kind of feel it hitting you to like catch the ball no <laughs> kelvin want to run routes no no <laughs> uh, do you hear about that story that? Yeah. oh my god uh it was the new pasta <laughs> freaking kelvin man I wonder, how, I wonder, like, what Jalen's reaction... Mean, I would just call him Jalen instead of Josh Allen mm-hmm. now, but I wonder, what, I wonder what his reaction was to that. Just like, been, like, incredulous. Like, I wonder, Are like... kidding? I wonder what it was after. He was probably just, like... He probably thought he was, like, joking. Right. Like, all right, go warm up, and Calvin Benjamin just opens a bag of Doritos and sits down. <laughs> Ski up. <laughs> he just broke out his best Shannon Sharp. Ski up. <laughs> Skip. Josh. Jalen, <laughs> mate. All right, anyway. Um, Deshaun Watson, yeah, he had a rough week um, against the Bills. So against the Jags this week, it's tough because, like, they've gotten kind of picked apart by Dak and Mahomes last two weeks. And we mentioned it in our 
lost recording that um meanwhile i'm sure it's still going yeah it's still going we're good we, we mentioned that um watson is somewhere in that spectrum from dak to mahomes and he's got right. attributes of both like he's got <laughs> dak's propensity to rush and mahomes can still run it but he's got a really good arm so he does it as much but watson has a good arm so i mean they could i there, there's a large or large yeah there's a wide uh variety of outcomes for this uh for this game, I feel like, for the Texans' offense. I feel like the Texans have been kind of on a roll, too. So, the, to me, this isn't looking well for the Jags. Yeah, they just – and they've been getting kind of lucky <laughs> the last few weeks. Yeah. They've got – they've, like, barely eked out wins against, what, the Colts, uh, Bills, and who else? Dallas. Dallas, yeah, they barely eked out some wins. And, like, because Frank Wright went for it, and then Jason Garrett didn't go for it, and then – they got the bills, so. I feel yeah. like that was just beautiful. Like Frank Reich went for it, and Jason Garrett didn't. Yeah, and like they, <laughs> that's it, their coaching sum up. Yeah, but like they both <laughs> fucked up. So like, I, I I guess like both results fucked up. I mean, like it went wrong for both of them. So it's just like, it's it's hard to like retroactively analyze it. But like, you gotta think Jason Garrett should have gone for it there. <laughs> yeah. You really gotta think he should have, <laughs> in enemy territory. But man, collapsed vigorously. <laughs> <laughs> you got this team. Choose gum. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, we'll move on to some uh, injuries. We've got Devonta Freeman on the IR now, which is a big old bummer for him. Um, it's Coleman Ito now. Um, would you say? Would you say Coleman's kind of like running back two, Ito's running back three, flex type of guy? Mm-hmm. And yeah, because they're not gonna quite get what Devonte can get, mm-hmm. like respectively each one of them. But they're gonna both do pretty well, I think. Like at least okay. I think Coleman's serviceable as a safe RB two. Yeah, with I was some gonna, nice upside. I was gonna say I think Coleman's the safer <laughs> one, and Ito's a little more volatile just because like he's been getting the red zone looks. But like if those don't convert, then like he made dud for you. But I mean, he's I mean, gonna get basically worked. all he had was the touchdown. Yeah, but I mean, clearly the team likes him and trusts him. So mm-hmm. when you're on the Falcons and you're getting used, like you're worth you're worth being rostered and probably played. See, we also had Quincy Anunma and Ryan Grant go down with high ankle sprains. Um, the Ryan More. Grant one, because eh, I'm pretty sure Hilton's coming back, so it probably won't change much. And then um, Anunma's injury opens up a lot for Jermaine Curse, um, mm-hmm. who took over all the slot duties. Um, <laughs> Slot duties. <laughs> slot duties. <laughs> That's like the worst game at the casino, man. Slot duties. Slot duties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hit the jackpot. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're adults recording a podcast. <laughs> we are adults. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah. So, Anunma and his slot duties. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to finish that every time I come in. It's like a bunch of like little rabbit poops coming out of a slot machine. <laughs> slot duties. Oh, you know that like game at Dave and Buster's where it has the coins and it pushes the coins out. That's like what I am envisioning. Like little little <laughs> the poops. little duties. I guess I need to get the put duties in, but I don't know. If you want, I guess if you want to put duties in, we'll go we'll go grab the Raiders again, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah speaking of duty making machines the raiders 
Yeah, man. As a, I, this is this is how I'm coping as a Raiders fan. I have to just make fun of it. Um, I guess I can make fun of the Bills too. But Nathan Peterman's actually the world champion at, at, at slot duties. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> he made the machine. <laughs> Designed it. His name's engraved on the bottom of it. Yeah. Guys, so bad the Bills went out and signed their third backup straight like third backup quality quarterback to play instead of him after AJ McCarron. Yeah, I'm and like, then, you yeah. gotta think AJ McCarron is like we we know he's definitely better than them. And um Yeah, it's it's rough, man. It's it's rough in Buffalo, man. But yeah, I mean there's just there's the freaking freaking Bills and the Super Aids. But anyway, yeah, so Anunua um is out and Jermaine Curse will fill in the slot while he's gone. Um Curse had a good week this past past week and then um he gets they get Minnesota this week. And so um, I'm not sure if Pryor's going to be playing or not, but neither Pryor or Robbie will get uh, Rhodes on the outside. And then the easiest, place to, the easiest place to attack Minnesota is in the slot, like by a good margin. So I think Curse is definitely usable this week uh, on that basis. So, uh, yeah, we've also got uh, word that Tannehill's out this week and probably the following week on Thursday Night Football. So we've got more, more Brocktober coming up. Um, oh, shit. Launch the rocket ship, baby. Don't play him. He's not playing the Bears. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, he's gonna. I think Patricia might just like end him, possibly, depending on if the Lions step up because it's in Detroit or is it in Miami? It's in Miami. Okay, which is a tough. It's a tough uh, home field to play against. You know. How many times does Darius Slay pick off Brock Osweiler over oh, under one point five? I mean, I'll probably say under, but I think he'll get one. Yeah, like, I think he's very safe for one, but like, yeah. I will not be surprised at all if he gets two. Um, so, I don't. Even though like the Dolphins were okay last week, I would probably start the Lions this week, even though they're on the road. It's still just like Osweiler. <laughs> so, because we've right. got we've got a line for it now, Detroit. So actually, they op- they opened the line at a forty-seven over under Detroit favored by one, but it's it's quickly moved to. Detroit favored by three because you know Osweiler. So, right because Osweiler. <laughs> because Osweiler. That's because the Osweiler that. effect. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> we also had uh, we have a Jalen. We have a Jalen down. Um, his it's the owner. What right? Is that what it is? The UCL, the owner collateral. Yeah. Ligament. The yep owner collateral collateral ligament. Yep and. It's the Mariota thing. Basically, it's hard to like you grip and get feeling in your hand. And there was like that video on Twitter of him like pretty much like going down to his knees once again, pain on the trainer like poked a spot on his elbow. So that's gonna need some time. Yeah, it's not something you want to see. Yeah, he's not gonna get surgery because it's like it's not like super major. Which I think, I'm pretty sure this is the surgery that baseball players will do like Tommy John surgery for, right? Yes. So, well, yeah. that's what they're hoping to avoid. Yeah, is the Tommy John surgery. So, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. But because, like, I mean, because football players don't like launch it as hard as like baseball players do, like every like over and over. So, like, they usually don't need that. They can just kind of like rest it and rehab it. And then uh, we have Cooper Cup. He's out this week. Um, Josh Reynolds is playable. I'm gonna say they play. They play who again? The Niners. Yeah, Josh Reynolds the is playable. <laughs> so. <laughs> For sure, definitely playable there. Um, and definitely <laughs> should be added. I managed to snag him in our Dynasty League, and I was happy about that. Mm. But, yeah, it was de- it was definitely, like, it looked a lot worse than it was because, like, he came back in briefly and then took him back out. But 
he he, he escaped with just an MCL, MCL sprain, I think it was. So that is nice. And then we also have Niles Paul out for now. Um, man, those Jacksonville tight ends can't catch a break. <laughs> or then, Paul. Rick, he's had a rough career because he had that like gruesome leg injury to start his career, and that opened up Jordan Reed's starting, right? I think it was. Uh, I could be wrong. Is that what it was? Oh, maybe. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. Let me see. Because Niles Paul, because he, he was in Washington. <coughs> Correct. Because he was in Washington you know, 2011 through 2017. They also had Logan Paulson, too, right? Who's now... Ah, uh, fuck if I know, man. <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty sure Niles Paul's injury like opened up the Jordan Reed train. That could be Taylor. Let me see. Jordan Reed, when did he, when did he come in? Career stats. Yeah, he came in 2013. I, but yeah, they, they were both out of Washington, but Niles Paul just got hurt a lot, which was <laughs> a bummer. So yeah. And then... um. What other injuries did we have? Oh yeah, Matt Burita. Yeah, he he like I don't know. I don't remember if it was a new one or if he aggravated something or what. Um, I'll look into that. But he he came out of the game again, and Raheem Moster um, got the carries instead of uh, instead of Alfred Morris, which was concerning if you have Alfred Morris on your fantasy team. But <laughs> <laughs> yep. Right, let me let me pull this up on uh, on our on our here dang dog inj- injury. Uh, injury news and stuff. We've got Matt Burita. Um, it looks like he's expected to play this weekend. I think he re-aggravated the ankle, which I know we talked about. They listed it as a mid-ankle sprain, which pretty sure it's not a real thing. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no. Like, what is that? <laughs> it just must be like a minor high and then more severe lower. Who knows? Hmm. Yeah, a minor high and a more severe lower is pretty much a lot credible, right? But us, yeah, got him. And then, um, keeping up with some ongoing injuries, Leonard Fournette's probably, uh, actually, okay, it's, he's not practicing right now, so I'm pretty sure he's gonna be out this this weekend as well for sure. Probably out week eight, and then through the bye, I'm gonna guess. Like they may try to test him a little bit week eight, but I feel like they'll just hold him out through the bye and get him back week ten. Yeah, why risk it? Which is a bummer. Uh, for him and the Jags and fantasy players in general. But, um, yeah, TJ Yeldon's the guy till he comes back. Um, they got to fix other things first anyway. Yeah. It's not like if he was back, they'd have won the past two games. Oh, no, yeah, definitely definitely not. Yeah, I don't, Leonard Fournette wasn't going to be able to play defense against Cole Beasley, was he? <laughs> he might have been the best one to do it, but... <laughs> He would just like make fun of him because Fournette's got jokes on Twitter if I if I'm recalling that correctly. Ooh. So. You got a funny guy, eh? Yeah. He just make fun of Beasley's hair the whole time. <laughs> um, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Evan Ingram should be back this weekend. Well, actually, I guess in, on Monday because they play Monday night. Um, he gets the Falcons, so fire him up. Yeah, it seems like he's all good. He's missed. Like he's been out four weeks, and they like they gave him like plenty of time to get recovered and everything. He's got an extra day given Monday night, so he should be Gucci. Uh, Dalvin Cook, as far as I know, he's been practicing in full. I'll I'll just check on that. But I mean, you, you gotta watch it. You really gotta watch it. Um, okay, so he fully practiced on Wednesday. Um, let's see. It sounds like he was um, 
because like last week he was kind of eh on his his progress through his injury but because mm-hmm. like he pretty much himself said that like he wasn't feeling fully ready and like if a player doesn't feel confident that he's ready to go like it's bad and it's more, it's more likely they'll get re-injured if they're playing like not like not full go like in their minds kind of thing uh, so for sure because like if like if, if you're a player and like you're worried about re-injuring your knee then like you're gonna play like you're not gonna go like as hard probably and then you'll just get hurt again so um yeah ho- hopefully cook's like confident in how he's recovering um because we I mean, got full practice in because last week he got like a full practice on thursday and then a limited on friday i'm pretty sure and uh-huh. that was a rough sign but um we'll see how it goes for him so just just watch it and then um who do they get this week they get the jets this week so that'll be an interesting game mm-hmm. see we've also got ty hilton i think he'll be back this week but watch it it's a hammy and he needs his hammies to run fast so these are facts <laughs> yep <And laughs> the ha- hammies can be you know problematic um as far as like recovery goes because they can you know pop back up easily right uh, like they expect him to be back but who knows yeah i said if you've got other options it's probably worth looking into not playing hilton just in case but yeah and even if he does play like do you like the matchup that much yeah, I guess Tredavious White, that's going to be uh, a tough one. Well, how much does Hilton, like, go in and out of the slot, though? That's a thing, too. Cause I they know move they, him around. Yeah, I know they I know they do move him around. Because so I don't know if Tredavious will follow him into the slot, per se. But, like, if when he's on the outside, he will have Tredavious White. So I'm looking at that right now. Okay. Um, who else do we have being, being hurt? Oh, yeah, Allison and Cobb had hammy issues. Um, well, mm-hmm. Allison also had a concussion, but the hammy's the lingering one. They're on buys this week. Uh what are you doing? What do you think these guys are going to be, you know, moving forward after the bye? Who? Uh, Cobb and Allison. Cobb will step up eventually. He just needs to get healthy. Do He's going to be the number two guy for sure. If you um, had to take a guess, would you say he'll be good after the bye? Or? <laughs> um, when is their bye? It's this week. It's this week. The Packers are on bye this week. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Because he's like, he's been questionable to start a couple weeks now in a row, where it hasn't been like confirmed that he will or won't until at least Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so hopefully he can get back. I'm pretty sure Allison will be good. But um, mm-hmm. back on back on TUI, he runs about like a, a fifth of his routes out of uh, the slot. So they, they move him around a lot. So maybe they'll get him in the slot and off of uh, Tredavious, because isn't it who is who plays who plays slot for them? Is it um, see, it's Teron Johnson? It looks like I guess. Yeah, and he's he's pretty okay too. He's pretty decent. Pretty decent. Pretty decent. Yeah. Um, and then see, John Ross had a groin issue. Um, he he's had that going on, so just monitor that for him. But Tyler Boyd's cleared the number two there, regardless. Um. Dr. Foreman won't be back off the pup this week, but um, once they activate him, definitely watch him just because he's better than the two guys right now. Um, Tyler Croft had a fractured foot. Um, he's looking for second opinions, I believe. But, um, I mean, right now, it's he's probably going to go to IR if I, if I had to take a guess. But... Your foot's broke. I need a second opinion. I'm... Yep, that foot's broke. <laughs> well, shit. Ah, damn. And then, uh, <laughs> speaking of foot issues, uh, Greg Olson um, managed to play last week. Um, his foot held up, but it could 
go back to shit at literally any moment because yeah his his one like if you don't get the surgery or whatever it's a high chance of re-injury so we shall see no and it seemed to happen last year too where he like came back and the second he came back he got re-injured it's like mm. yeah and um oh yeah also for for tonight's game we've got a lot of the inactives um i'll just read those off as well um for the for the broncos adam jones uh mr pac-man is out um they're they're starting right guard i think it's right guard i'm not sure if it's left or right sorry but one of their offensive guards ron leary is out for the year um shane ray is out and he's not been great but he's been helpful against the run and they've been even they've already been bad and then <laughs> um let's see i think they're missing a backup lineman or something in a safety and then the cardinals are down safety trey boston guard mike upati and guard jeremy Zukovic, which who i believe is a backup but um they've also got justin pivu and jamar taylor questionable but um I mean, the, the big things are the the Broncos' defensive injuries are like the larger concerns, I guess, in this game. Kind of showing they're going to be even easier to run on. And then one of their top corners will be out. Adam Jones has actually been good this year. So having him out hurts them a lot, too. Yeah, I mean, he was good last year. It was yeah, a little good. bit surprising. A yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, with him out, like, it's literally the slot corner is good. So, I mean,. That's gonna be fits, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, you would assume. I mean, is he like back to hundred percent now? I'm not sure, cause like, cause Kurt gets a lot of work in the slot too. Like they they rotate him in and out, kind of thing. But Fitz is more in the slot. But I'm pretty sure, like, he's been playing, but I don't know, like, how healthy he is or not. But he was nursing an injury for a couple weeks. It was, it was the hammy, right? They, those dang hammies. Hammies and groins are the theme this year. Gotta take care of your hams and groins, man. Hams and groins. But um, yeah, Fitzgerald and some of Christian Kirk will be on Chris Harris. Um, and with no outside corners, um, Chad Williams sleeper is one I'm adding in right now. Um, let's throw it out there. Chad Williams sleeper. Chad Williams. Life on JJ Nelson gets deep for the tip. Of, <laughs> like he get he gets the Robbie line, the 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 three for one twenty and two. Right, <laughs> that's, that's the Robbie line. But um, that's a cool line. <sighs> yeah, or I guess the Marquis Goodwin line last week. But this, mm. it's this the deep threat line, which honestly I could see John Brown getting this week. But we'll talk about that more if you want. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. And then um, also just Le'Veon Bell. Still no sign of Le'Veon Bell. Um, they said he was going to return during the bye week, but he hasn't come back, and he's just going to come back at the start of the next week, apparently supposedly but we'll see that's the rumor yeah just uh james connor's valuable till he's back and then even when he's back i just i, I assume i don't know they might use connor a little bit that first game back but after that it's gonna be all bell right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So if you can get value for james connor now i'd do it well it's tough to say because a lot of people seem to think that the whole one back thing was todd haley which is why we're seeing that in Cleveland too. Like he's only using Hyde and not really Chubb or Duke Johnson. Yeah, I don't know. That's so a like good maybe point, now that but... he's gone, maybe there'll be more of a two running back thing. Like Connor's earned it. I don't know. Well, really don't know. if that were the case, I feel like they'd be using Jalen Samuels more. Like I could be totally off base there, but like he's he's like he would be a great like pass catching weapon. 
Like, unless he's just super not ready, which I don't, I wouldn't fully, you know, believe, like, that he can't mm-hmm. contribute at all right now. Like, I'd imagine they would use him some, but, like, he hasn't gotten any targets this year, so. Yeah. Mm. So, I, yeah, I mean, they're still, they're still pretty much running a one back, even though they have other options, you know, regardless of how good they may or may not be. But Right. Only time will tell. <laughs> but, um, I mean, yeah, so if you can get James... James Conner value, I'd go for it, but that's that might be tough. I know in, in, our, in our league, someone managed to get Devonte Adams for him, but ah, <laughs> uh, uh, Stephen, yeah, <laughs> you know James Conner's getting his, you know, Le'Veon Bell's coming back week eight, right? What? Uh, I mean, uh, hey, if, if Le'Veon Bell doesn't come back for some reason, then James Conner is gold, though. Yeah, and I mean, in terms of keeper value, if Lovebell gets traded and mm-hmm. Steelers just roll with Connor next year, it worked out. But a lot of ifs. <laughs> yeah. So I was looking at the Steelers' target distribution, and it's like AB has 72, Juju has 63, and then like no one's remotely close. James Connor has 35, and then Vance has 25. But like mm-hmm. no receivers have more – like no receivers besides those two have more than 15 targets. It's just like <laughs> – there is wow. nothing for the receivers beside those two, which I mean, I, I can you blame them? Like you've got no. AB and Juju, and then after that you've got like some rookies and Darius Hayward Bay, and it's Ryan Switzer and whatnot. So, right, Ryan Switzer, <laughs> Tavon um, Austin. You mean? <laughs> is it Tavon Austin hurt now again? I believe. Actually, I don't know. I think I saw that he was, but I mean, how much does it matter? <laughs> Oh, uh, so that's why the Cowboys are winning. <laughs> it's the Tavon Austin effect. <laughs> like that he's gone and then they're winning. <laughs> they finally stopped trying to use him. But um yeah, so the Le'Veon Bell situation is interesting. So we can move on to some of our um you know picks for this week. Uh of course we gotta start with the kickers and defenses, you know. It's not Mozzie and the muscle, we don't talk kicker and defense. Right. Um, like same same game. thing goes for kickers usually. It's the the high total games and you know, you want good weather or dome and usually the home team, you know. Just mm-hmm. you want they want the good environment for the kicker and you want all the points to be there. So who who are a couple guys you'd like this week? Yeah, so uh I think I had Harrison Butker. Um he's probably owned in a lot of leagues, but if he's not, he's a solid stream. And if you do have him, I'd definitely keep him in. They're playing at home uh, against the Bengals. Uh, like a, not a great defense, so they're be, they're going to be moving the ball a lot. I expect a lot of kicks from uh, Mr. Butker, and then I think on the flip side, you could also probably start Fat Randy, right? Yeah, yeah, Fat Randy is, is viable this game. Mm-hmm. And then my other guy is Vinny, Vinny, Tess, Vinny, uh, Testaverde, uh, Venetary. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, let's see, Colts are playing the Bills, right? So. Sorry, we, we like had all this ugly. yesterday. I have to like remember why I had all these things. Yeah, I like Terry because uh, the Bills defense is that kind of defense that can stop you from scoring and probably will. Uh, but I expect the Colts to still move the ball a little bit, and I think they can score using their kicker, who's reliable. Yeah, they, they've still got like a 25-point implied total, which isn't like anything crazy, but like, you know, it's, it's, it's some points. So, <laughs> Right. I, and points. it's one of those things where – all of their points might come from the kicker. Yeah, that, that that's I mean eight <laughs> field goals will pretty much get you there. So <laughs> my gosh, that would tilt me so hard. I went against Bucker in a league last week. Like Bucker and Goskowski just popped off in that game because there were just so many flipping points. But um 
see some other kickers. Who who other kickers would I go for? Let's see. I know I mentioned Robbie Gold in that game. It's gonna be kind of high scoring game, and I could see the 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 Niners make, making sure they could secure some points, and then like the pretty much the lack of red zone weapons aside from Kittle is you know obvious. Um, Giorgio Tavecchio is kicking in place of Matt Bryan this week for the Falcons in that high total game, um, and it's in the dome. So mm-hmm. I'd look I'd look to Tavecchio this week. Um, so Probably I'm, not owned anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> except by me. <laughs> um, Let's see, in the New Orleans-Baltimore game, I, both the kickers are probably owned, so it's, yeah. Um, the Jacksonville-Houston game, is, is Josh Lambeau the Jacksonville kicker? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. That game Myers, he's with the Jets now. Gotcha. Yeah, that game's going to be ugly, so I'm going to kind of avoid that game for kickers, but I would play both defenses in that game. Um, let's see, any other kickers that aren't that aren't owned? Um, meh, it's about, it's about it. Um, I know, I know I've, the Cleveland Tampa game, those kicking games are cursed, so avoid. Um, <laughs> I, could, I could see, I could see Cody Parkey. I mean, someone's playing Gaskowski, but I could see Cody Parkey for, um, Chicago. Um, is that, is that, who's the kicker, right? Is that Parkey? Car- yeah, that's him. Pretty sure. Yeah. I could see him having a fine week. Cause it's going to be a higher scoring game and the Patriots are your classic bend, but don't break defense. So. Right. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I like I like Cody Parkey. The only thing is, like, if they get too far down, they're just gonna have to forego the, the foot touchdowns. Holy shit! Dude, I just realized Jason Myers got twenty four fantasy points last week. Yeah, he did. Seven field goals and three extra points. That is well, absurd. they just like they had a huge lead on the Colts and just kept moving it down the field, wasting time, and then kicking a field goal. Yeah, that could be. The it worked really week. well. Because I'm trying to think of like what team that could be this week where they get like out to a lead and just kind of preserve it. And um, isn't Zerline back? Is he back? Maybe. I'm not sure. If he's back, he's obviously worth, you know, adding and playing. Unless yeah, for sure. I mean, if someone, like, held him through the injury, that'd be hilarious. But, <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I mean, you could have put him on IR if you had him. But yeah, I feel so like most people would have just dropped him. In our league, I'm pretty sure he was held through his uh, his injury just because He's a good kicker, and then, um, yeah, yeah. In our, in our fraternity league, yeah, he was he was kept through his injury because yeah, I was just checking that, and yeah, he he was held on to. That's hilarious. Oh man, but um, just kickers, man. Kickers are people too, and um, yeah. So I think we covered kickers pretty well there. Um, on yeah. on defenses, um, I mentioned yeah both sides of Houston Jacksonville. I'd look into both sides of Buffalo Indy just because, you know, we talked about Buffalo's defense a lot, and luck will throw some picks. And then also <laughs> Buffalo's playing, not Nathan Peterman, unfortunately, for the Colts defense, but Derek Anderson. Um, I mean, <laughs> if he if he can get, you know, what is it? If he can keep a, you know, one-to-one touchdown-interception ratio without throwing a pick six, like, I'll be, I'll be content with that. That might help my super aids a bit. Who Anderson? Yeah, if you, I think he, I don't know. I mean, he's. I think he can put up some yards at least. I've seen him do some pretty good stuff with the Panthers, so I think it's possible. Yeah, I know. I just gotta wonder who's. Is it is it gonna be Zay Jones week or some shit like? Zay Jones week. Honestly, it might be Kelvin Benjamin week. Believe it or not. Yeah, because like he did to... do that with the Panthers. I remember that specifically. <laughs> he like, Kelvin Benjamin played better when he was in. <laughs> Yeah, that's trying to figure out who Derek Anderson will target might be, you know, just not worth it even to. But also possible. 
yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll see how my super A's develop through that game. Um, but like I said, I would start both defenses. Uh, I would start both defenses in tonight's game. Um, I would lean more the Arizona defense only, honestly. Um, I think they're going to win this game, and um, this could be Case's final showing. Um, dun dun dun! He's off the case. <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly, both sides of Detroit Miami seem viable. Let's see. I would play the Jets defense actually against Minnesota, um, barring you know barring any like injury news because I know their defense has been up and down as far as how healthy they are, but um, so that we're looking into. And then both sides of Dallas Washington I think are also uh, viable. But, yeah, um, I like both of them, Dallas and Washington. Yeah, there's a lot of games where like you could pick either side and like s- s- pick a defense and see how it goes, but um. I mean, are there, both to get sacks. Yeah, any any of those stick out to you, or any of them you disagree with by chance of like those like games I named? No, it's my, Miami and Detroit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Washington and and uh, Dallas. Yeah. How do you feel about the Jets' defense if if they're healthy? It's tough, um, just because like I know how much Kirk Cousins has been slinging it, and mm-hmm. I feel like he's it's. Thielen should probably be good, but I feel like they're gonna do okay. I mean, they're getting they're getting sacks and turnovers, so they are. That that helps a lot, because like I'm pretty sure like they've they have like a good floor on defense for the most part, just because like they're getting those those sacks and turnovers. Like I th- I think like them and like them and Cleveland might be like the two like teams with the most interceptions. I could be totally off base on that, but they might be. I know Darren Lee has three himself, and he's just the linebacker. Interceptions. Um, oh, Dolphins actually have 11 picks, and then Browns have nine. Um, I, I think that was just the Browns I was thinking of, but I don't know where the Jets are on this. Oh, yeah, the Jets have 10. There we go. There we show go. All of them, and then the Bears have 10 as well. So <laughs> it's interesting. But, um, yeah, I mean, in their – in their home games and, and and against Detroit, they've had some good showings. They're the number three fantasy defense right now. The Jets are, so yeah, I would, I would, I would definitely consider them because even though they allowed thirty four points to the Colts last week, they still got you ten points because they managed to bring in a touchdown. They got some picks and a fumble recovery. Like they'll, they'll get you a floor based off all the other stuff they do. So that's <laughs> neat. Yeah, so I, I mean, like I could, I can dig it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Go shizzle, my nizzle. <laughs> um, quoting Snoop Dogg there, of course. Um, the right. Great, the great Snoopity Doggy. Um, <laughs> now I guess we can move on to our uh, starts, sits, streamers, busts, and bold predictions. Lots of S's there. Um, our week five ones were kind of up and down. Um, let's see what what I'll hit. You you had DJ week that was good. I'm double Miss Derrick Henry. Um, our sits were solid. I've sat, I chose to sit in Nunois. He got nothing. You, you chose Tyreek Kill as a sit, you know, and he, he got lower than his usual. But, I mean, he was still usable. Like, you're still playing him. But you I thought right I call. considered that, like, a pretty successful call. I don't think he found the end zone. He went, like, 5 for 80 or something. Yeah, I think he got in our league it was, like, 10 points, which, I mean, for Tyreek Kill, you know, you want more than more than that. Right. If he's, like, your flex, that's fine. But most people drafted him as their one or two guy. Yeah, let's see. He... Yeah, four for sixty-one, and yeah. So, I mean, that's I mean that's not gonna kill you, but like obviously that's not Tyreek level. So, mm-hmm. and then let's see, 
our sleepers, Corey Grant got hurt. We jinxed him. Chester Rogers was okay, and Michael Williams didn't do much. Tight end streamers were meh. Vance did nothing. Ben Watson got, like, five points, which isn't terrible. Um, <laughs> see, we both had – remember, this is all week five, by the way. We had no week six show. Um, Bortles hit from garbage time. The rest yeah. of our streams, Dalton Smith, were kind of meh. Yeah. Um, Rosen didn't do much, but that was kind of a deep call, and Derek Carr had a rough time. Um, Starks, as I mentioned, Derek Henry, not a good time. But Galladay and Luck had pretty good weeks. Um, Luck got some good garbage time, and Galladay had a nice, nice consistent week like he, he's wanted to do. So, mm-hmm. like That's he not too bad. To do. Yes, yes, that was – it was okay. Our, our previous weeks were a little better. I think, like, the, week, the one or two weeks before of it, we'd had, we'd had pretty good shots on it. But, um, yeah. Yeah, so. the Derrick Henry blow-up week, unfortunate call. He's just not doing it. Yeah, the Titans aren't doing it. So, yeah. Yeah, anyway, on to, uh, on to this week. You want to hit me with your start? You want to tell me where you're starting with this? Starting carry on. Mm-hmm. Carry on. Please, please do carry on. Tell me more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dolphins, I think, if like if you were to ask me which their weakness is on defense, I think it's safe to say it's against the ground. Like, they do pretty well in their secondary. Yeah. They're weak against ground types, actually. So. <laughs> which is weird for Dolphins. Couple Dolphin, electric but... types over here, yeah. It's that electric water type mm. somehow. Just... <laughs> right, I'll get you. Um, and I'll like pair that up with one of my sleepers. I think both Carrion and Gore are going to have really good games. So the Lions on the flip side are terrible on the ground. Yeah, they're, um, to, to go to your point, the Lions and Dolphins are the fourth and fifth worst against running backs for fantasy purposes. So. Right, and the Lions missed a week. <laughs> Yeah, they this, were... this is this is average, but it's okay. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, because the Lions, the lowest they've allowed, I guess Green Bay. The, this is like the whole Green Bay backfield. They allowed twenty one point nine points. That's their lowest. The Dolphins, their lowest is twenty two point eight against the Cincinnati backfield. So like, I'm obviously it's the whole backfield. So, um, you, you never know. Like that's the problem with both Detroit and Miami is it gets split up some. But if like if it does get kind of focused more and you get that right, then you're golden. Yeah, golden pony boy. Um, you gold, stay gold. Yep. Speaking boy. of of rookie running backs against bad run defenses, I've got Royce Freeman as my star of the week tonight against the Arizona Cardinals. Um, they are going to Arizona. They're going to want to hide Case Keenum's incompetence. Um, <laughs> the Cardinals, the lowest they've allowed was last week, as I said, against the against the Vikings, twenty four and a half points. Um, pretty much mostly all Murray. Um, yeah. That, they're they're actually they're also a good pass defense and they're super easy to run. It's it's one of those things where like you know which is it is it that they're easy to run on? But no, the the the, the Cardinals' pass defense is actually good. Like they've got Patrick Peterson, you know, mm-hmm. they've got a you know an okay enough defense, but you can just run on them all day. So I think this benefits Royce Freeman because all the production, like I said, has been on the ground pretty much. Um, they have lots of receiving, but just an absurd amount of like actual rushing production. Um, so I think that benefits Royce. I mean, obviously Philip Lindsay's worth it, worth it too. But I think I think Royce will probably. I'll be kind of not surprised, but like I I expect Royce to find the end zone this week. Yeah, so. I think he'll probably have a better stat line than Lindsay too. Even though Lindsay might still do okay. Yeah, I, they'll they'll both be valuable. But yeah, I, I I like I like Royce this week. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll out the Royce. 
the Rolls Royce, baby. Yep, yep Royce the five nine. How tall is Royce Freeman? <laughs> just out of curiosity, I'll look uh, that up. Tell me about your quarterback stream. Uh, this week I'm wacko for Flacco, and uh, I'm not usually high on Flacco. I will... We're usually flaccid for Flacco. Yeah. Also, Royce Royce is five eleven, unfortunately. So. Oh. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Might be too tall. <laughs> yeah, he's not um, five nine. That'd be great. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So. We know you can score on the Saints. Their defense, at least their secondary, has been really rough to start the year. Uh, This is also a game that's in Baltimore. Not an easy road game. I expect this to be fairly like high scoring. Um, Because I think the Saints are going to put up points. It's like somehow they will. They're like they're the Saints. I mm-hmm. expect the Ravens to have to kind of keep up with them a little bit. So I like Flacco and consequently John Brown. But that'll be my bold. I like it. I like it. I I could like I could see it just being like most of Flacco's passings to John Brown this week. Like, because mm. I, I know you've got him, you know, going pretty wacko this week. But oh, yeah. like. I, I definitely like John Brown this week. Like, even if the touchdowns don't come, I think Brown will get some good yardage and enough targets to, you know, be pretty useful. And and by extension, I think I think Flacco could have some use. Um, staying in the division, um, we've – so Dalton's a tough one. The, the matchup is great. Um, the Bengals have been pretty solid. Andy Dalton's been pretty solid this year um, for the most part. But it's primetime Andy, so. Yeah. It's tough. It's really tough to you know be like, is he gonna is he gonna break it? So um, I think he'll be good. I think he'll be fine. Yeah, to be honest. Even on the road in Kansas City, they've got a twenty six point implied total. So I mean, that, that's some scoring. Um, he should get you at twenty points. Yeah, he should. And like, even if it's just a lot of yardage, like I. I'd be shocked if he like. No, I wouldn't say I'd be shocked, but like I think it's more likely he's useful this week than he's just a bum. But I don't know. Like it is primetime Andy in the loud stadium of Arrowhead. So uh-huh. <laughs> this one's not for the faint of heart. Um, but I think it should work out. Bill Lazor has really helped him out. Um, in the division, I can't. I don't remember the splits are, but I know seeing the splits like his his in division like games have been a lot better with Bill Lazor than they were without him. So. Yeah, I, I think he should have a pretty fine game. Like three hundred and two, like seems fine. Probably a pick, but who knows? Mm. But I, I think he'll hit twenty points. As as ugly as Prime Pam Andy is, um, <laughs> we'll see if he can catch fire like that hair. And then also in the <laughs> AFC North, um, we've got Baker Mayfield on here. He gets the Bucks. Um, that's pretty much the gist of it. <laughs> like everyone's had good days against the Bucks, except for Nick Foles, right? That's been it. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah, here it is. So, And I every, think even Nick Foles did okay, right? So everyone, including Nick Foles, has thrown for at least 330 yards. And everyone besides Nick Foles has thrown for three or more touchdowns. So um, he's the only – like. so he got 15.7 against him. And this is in four-point passing touchdown, like standard scoring. But everyone else has gotten 24 or more. Um, Trubisky went off for six touchdowns. And then Drew Brees, Big Ben – Sorry, else Ben Roethlisberger, and I guess a big Ben. Got got to cut that one. And then uh, Matt Ryan of each number three touchdowns. So, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty bad. Um, it's really bad. I think they've like even though they've had their bye, I'm pretty sure they've like yeah them and the Falcons are tied for the most passing touchdowns allowed. Even though the 
Bucks have already had their bye, so that's how bad it is. So, um, is this game in Cleveland? I believe it's in Cleveland. It's, oh, no, in, it's, Tampa, it's in Tampa. I but I, I, I really think Baker will get going this week, and um, he'll have a usable week for you. Um, then also, I like CJ beat hard. Um, as we talked about, the Rams D has been definitely kind of subpar, especially with Talib out and Peters has been hobbled off and on. Um, the deep ball hit with Goodwin last week, who Goodwin's clearly healthy now. Um, he was he was slicing and dicing and and getting to the end zone. You know all the things you want a football player to do. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I mean Kyle Shanahan's this is this is just showing that Kyle Shanahan can kind of make something out of nothing. Right. All the time. So yeah, Bethard's gonna be a pretty deep option if you need him. But um, if you're in like a two quarterback league. And you have him, you can feel okay starting him. I would be okay starting him, especially in that situation. Mm-hmm. And I also like Goodwin if we want to move into that. Yeah, you can, we can move into our, our sleeper picks. We, uh, Beat Hard <laughs> really does have this rapport with Goodwin. Like from last year, it's just one of those things where you take the second string teamers like your second string quarterback and second string wide receiver have like an unnaturally good rapport and then like the one that always jumps to mind is nick Foles and riley cooper like when nick Foles came in for philly and suddenly riley cooper was viable because they always practice together yeah, yeah despite his uh <clears throat> racism transgressions <laughs> right <laughs> despite his blatant racism so yeah i i like good one as long as bethard is playing <laughs> especially against this rams defense that is susceptible yeah and i mean honestly like even if, if it wasn't better even if it's some random person that good one's pretty good it's in his name right. it's in his name it's like that maybe it's maybe she's born with it maybe it's maybelline maybe she's good when <laughs> he's gonna get you a good win this week if you oh, play yeah. him but uh i'll jump over to another receiver sleeper i like uh, i talked about him earlier it's jermaine curse um play jermaine curse and then you can put your opponent in a hurts because you're gonna kill in him in a hearse <laughs> yeah there you go um yeah he's been I, getting the targets yeah i can i can look up the exact target numbers because you guys know i just cream over those um <laughs> but he got a lot last week um when a new one went out yeah curse got 10 targets last week and he's gonna be man in the slot against the vikings like i said that's how you move the ball on the vikings is slot receivers so i think you can fire up curse again this week the but watch out if, he, if he's bad you might get the curse the curse squirts the curse squirts. <laughs> get the curse curse he's gonna curse you <laughs> he's gonna curse your opponent and then yeah anyway I'll, I'll stop with this who's another sleeper you like oh <laughs> uh, let's see uh so i already mentioned gore the timeless one the timeless the ageless wonder so i really like him against the lions um i also like it's super deep sleeper uh curtis samuel uh he was so he didn't play for most of the first half of the year he had an injury and now he's back Mm -hmm. and he had one incredible touchdown run like two weeks ago that was pretty dope from cam i think and then he was like non-existent against the redskins that's a like not a good matchup for him, but I like this matchup for Samuel against the Eagles. They're known to like giving things away up top, um, and I think he's gonna torch him for one at some point. All right, now question, and this is something I thought about between when we did this last night and now when we're getting it actually recorded and it's still going. It appears. Um, 
Do you think that could possibly be DJ Moore instead? No. Why not? Um, <laughs> just out of curiosity. Because so far, like DJ Moore, just to me, hasn't shown him like that he can, can hold on to the ball very well. <laughs> That's right, but at least Rivera is going the anti-Marvin Lewis approach and like actually sticking with him. Right. Yeah. So I mean, like I think he'll get more of the short yardage stuff, but the Eagles are more susceptible with the deep ball, which is why I like Samuel over him. Gotcha. Um, I mean, I'm sure Samuel is less owned than DJ Moore is, but see, I would I would prefer Samuel, or sorry, not per Samuel. I would prefer Moore over Samuel this week. But like I said, either way, it's it's a pretty deep call. So, mm-hmm. it's but deep. I do ex- I do expect one of them to get deep though. Watch it be Tory. Oh, yeah. Watch it be Tory Smith. Right, like it could be Tory Smith. You're fucking Jarius, right? But I mean, okay, in that vein, like, do you think Devin Funches has a good week? I think he'll have a solid week. What would you what would you put him at? Like low wide receiver two, kind of possibly high wide receiver three this week for Funches? Uh, two. Put him at two. Yeah. So, I, I guess kind of within in the starts realm, we could put Funches in there. I, I like I like his odds this week to have a have a solid time. Um, I also think Kiki Kuti Kiki Kuti Kiki Kuti Kiki could have a have a good week. Uh, he could go full full Beasles on him. Um, <laughs> which is hilarious to say. Um, he's got the judge against this week. He's he's man in the slot, so he could have a similar time with a rushing quarterback. Um, getting him the ball from the slot. I just I just feel like the matchup could be there. I'll have to look at how. Um, you know. Just full-on slot receivers who have been good against man have been, you know, against the Jags. But I'll uh, I'll look into that. So um, those are some sleepers. Um, do you want to tell me who you're sitting this week? So it pains me to say it, but I'm not huge on Kenny Galladay this week. I love him. I traded for him in my other league. I'm just sitting him this week. Uh so we kind of talked about it on the previous cast, but it would seem to me that Galladay might draw Xavier Howard, which would be a big no-no. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, the one guy I'm okay starting for the Lions on the receiving core is Golden Tate. Mm-hmm. I agree there. I don't know. It, like, he could go on Jones, and then Galladay should blow up. But whoever he's on, it's gonna be it's going to be weak. Yeah, because I'm, I'm not sure like who they'll put him on between Galladay and Jones. Cause I know we, we were kind of having this debate on who mm-hmm. it, who it will be. Um, I'm looking I'm looking back at the Jags um, right now. To, yeah, so I mean on on the lines, yeah, whichever outside receiver is not or is you know is drawing Xavier Howard, you got You got to avoid. It seems like, but um, okay, so I'm pulling up. Is is Tyvon Taylor slot receiver for the Titans? Maybe I guess. Uh, I so I, like I'm going I'm going through all these stat lines and like the Jags actually have been pretty susceptible to uh, slot receivers. Looking back through it, and I'll I'll try to see if I can find like exact numbers on stuff. But um, okay. So week week one um, against the uh, Giants, uh, Sterling Shepard went. Let's see. He got seven targets, five receptions, 48 yards. It's okay week. I was, oh, Beckham had a good week there as well. Um, the next week against the Patriots, um, this this is when Chris Hogan was in the slot still. 
with Amendola <laughs> out. This was Hogan's two touchdown week. Oh. Um, next week they had the Titans, but I think I think Taywan Taylor was a slot guy. He got five targets, four receptions, thirty yards. I can kind of check if um he actually is their slot guy, but it's also the Titans and their pass defense. Pass offense has been pretty, you know, inept, and I think that was also was that um was that Gabbert week or was that when Mariota got hurt? I don't know. Which I don't know week? Not in the slot receiver. Is it then TJ Sharp? I don't really know if they have like a primary slot receiver. They just kind of rotate it because Mashard Matthews hasn't been there. So, but um, the Titans have been rough. So I'm not going to worry too much about who yeah, did or didn't get anything. I couldn't trust any of them. Exactly, and then against the uh, against the Jets, um, a Nunwan curse combined for about. Eight for eighty nine, sorry, sorry, six for eighty nine. I should say those are the slot guys. Anunol himself had four for sixty six. Um, so none of these are like so these haven't been super great, but they've been viable. Um, who who does the slot in Kansas City? I assume they just move that all around, right? Uh, they do because sometimes they'll throw Hill in there, but so, they also what's the other it's guy's mainly name? Mainly Chris Conley. Conley, yeah, but the. Hill and Watkins have run about like thirty percent of stuff out of the slot too, so like they'll they move it around a lot. So I'll have to see how it's been uh, there. But Watkins had a pretty good week. Chris Conley got a couple of catches, and then last week obviously Beasles tore him the fuck up. So like it seems like the slot is sort of where they're susceptible for kind of going through game logs and analyzing. Okay, like which types of guys that are mostly slot guys have been having good weeks, and it seems to be that type of you know the. That, that Kiki Cutie fits in just to kind of drive my Kiki point home. Because was it D- DJ Hayden's or slot corner? He's been he's been okay actually. They haven't thrown like it's not got thrown out a ton, but I mean it's sometimes like it's not always him on the slot corner. Um, is, is Tyler Patman also there? I don't know. I'll have to look more into that on who it is. But basically, their their, their slot corners have you know kind of gotten targeted some slash the way the Jaguars play defense is sometimes they use that underneath guy really open. But um, let's see, uh, my my sits, yes, my sits. Coming back to that, um, Ty Hilton is my sit if he's playing. Um, obviously, you're gonna sit him if he's not playing too. But um, he's he he draws Tre'Davious White in that ugly game this week, and um, he's coming back off a hammy injury, so that's just risky. Um, and then my backup sit is Mark Ingram against the Ravens on the road. Um, I like this by by the way like i do like this call a lot it, just, I, it, it sounds gross saying it a running back on the road against the ravens like yeah and he's their run i mean he's okay mark Ingram still gets receptions like don't get me wrong but like this this is probably going to be more a he, like more heavily a camaro week i'm gonna i'm gonna guess and <laughs> yeah because he can catch it like really well and be used yeah. as a receiver but yeah mark ingram won't, won't be feasted on the ground like he was back in week in week five so and, like, if they fall at the one-yard line, he'll probably get a carry, but he's not going to get a ton of yardage. I don't know. Bree, Breeze has got some moves that we've seen. Right. <laughs> Breeze could just keep it. Yeah. I've just got a notification that Hilton is on track to play Sunday, but keep keep an eye on him. Um, and then tight end streams. Um, okay. Uh, if Njoku's not owned, we talked about him earlier. But, um, I mean, he's got – the next three weeks, he's got the three easiest tight end matchups. I'm pretty sure it is. So, because he's got Tampa this week, right? And then he's Pittsburgh. got yeah, he's got like Pittsburgh and Kansas City, right? Yeah, Pittsburgh, Kansas mm-hmm. City. Then he's got Atlanta as well. So, like he's got <coughs> a lot of good tight end matchups coming up. So, yeah, you you got to take advantage of that. Keep playing in Joku. Mm-hmm. And if he's out, if he's out there in your league, grab him right now. Um, 
And then I know um, you've got a deep a deep option, but I'll, I'll throw out my other ones real quick. Um, I'm just gonna keep keep so on going deep. now. Um, Uzama, he he gets um, the Chiefs this week. They've been kind of like I said, rough against tight ends. It's gonna be a high scoring game, and then um, he's also kind of only tight end there anymore. With yeah. Rip Eifert and Croft, and then Hoops Austin Hooper has still been getting targets. Um, he's had a, he's put together two good weeks in a row, which is you know not like him. Um, right. They get the Giants who. I'll go on this rant again, I guess, but they were really bad against tight ends last year. They feel like no one against tight end this year. And then last week they faced Philadelphia, who has good tight ends. And then, oh, I hear some stuff going on outside over there, huh? It's getting wild. Oh, yeah. Outside of, outside of your house, huh? But, um, you see, man, wild place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, but yeah, so Hooper, um, he gets the Giants, and the Giants, um, like they faced Philadelphia last week and allowed 19 fantasy points to the Philly tight ends. But, like, they're, they're tight end defense, like, okay, I unless we have, like, a really good track record of them shutting down good tight ends, like, tight end defense is kind of, like, doesn't matter that much. Like, if it's a really good matchup, you can look at it, but, like, I mean, the, the Giants being good against tight ends is, is almost fully a product of, of their matchups. Yeah, and them just simply not playing that many good tight ends. Yeah, like, like I'm, I'm looking, I'm trying to say, okay, Seahawks have been good against tight ends. They face... Denver, Chicago, Dallas, Arizona, Rams, and Oakland. Like, not a lot of tight end issues there. And then the one who did, you know, Burton had an okay week against them too. Like he had 12.2 points. So, like, at the tight end matchups, unless it's something juicy like, you know, Buck Steelers, Chiefs, <laughs> and Joku, um, even the Bengals, like, don't be scared off by a bad tight end matchup. It's just they probably just haven't faced good tight ends or teams that use tight ends. It's kind of overblown. But <laughs> so I think Coops has a good week. And then. Tell me, tell me about your deep guy you like. So deep. Deep sleeper. So deep, Gronk don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's just kind of a hunch, I suppose I'll say. But mm, a hunch, you say. A hunch. Dallas Goddard against the Panthers. So last week, everybody kind of thought it would be Jordan Reed that blew up against the Panthers and ended up being Vernon Davis. And I think what we ultimately concluded, which I'll just start with from the end of our video last time was that Panthers are actually not great against the tight end mm -hmm. overall. And then so if I think Ertz and Goddard both could have productive fantasy days. Yeah. And then this is, so like I said, they're the six words against tight ends. But, like I said, let's put that into context. They faced Dallas week, week one. Dallas doesn't use any tight ends. They faced the Giants, Sands, Ingram week five. So, right. yeah. But in weeks two, three, and six, um, they allowed pretty much 19 points to the Atlanta tight ends, um, 26 points to the Cincinnati tight ends, and 22.5 points to the Washington tight ends. So, like, teams that use their tight ends will get the production they want against the Panthers is like what you're kind of seeing. Basically, like, if, if a team that uses their tight end like can put up the stat line that you'd expect or even better than you'd expect and like you can use it against that defense mm -hmm. so. so i like goddard to get his score this week after having like a three-week hiatus i think he comes back this week mm -hmm. man the bucks are bad against the tight end i was pulling this up like the lowest they've allowed is 10.9 zoinks really yeah, to new orleans oh man oh <laughs> And New Orleans doesn't really have a tight yeah, end. Yeah, it's Ben Watson and Josh Hill, so... Oh, God. 
Oh man, I don't know if when this recording was, but remember when we said that um, Taysom Hill outscored Marcus Mariota in Week Five? I do remember that. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there in case that didn't get shared um, <laughs> based on when it stopped. But uh, yeah, Marcus Mariota got outscored by Taysom Hill in uh, in Week Five, so that's that's worth noting. <laughs> Gosh, it's so bad that like that happened. What the Taysom fuck? Hill's the goat. <laughs> yeah that's like the way the saints are using him is like is how like the ravens are using lamar jackson sort of it's kind of funny yeah until you realize Taysom hill and lamar jackson are basically not even on the same wavelength of potential <laughs> skill yeah it's just kind of funny just to like look at it but man yeah that's actually Taysom hills week five has been better than not combined but better than Mar- marcus mariota's week five or week six uh do you think mariota's a good quarterback I feel like it gets a good time to ask you. Hmm. Yeah, I so far don't really think so. It's it's tough because like we see what he did against Philly, and we're like, wow, like this guy has some stuff. And like, and pre- like, last year like was pretty rough for him. Like we then like the year before that, like okay, let's look at his career real quick, so I can just kind of get a better context on this. But like, I think he's good. Do I think he's like anything special right now? It's at the at this point, it's looking like he's not anything special. Well, see, the problem is now you have this new NFL offense that's like incredibly high powered, yeah. and you have guys like Mariota who are just simply, to me, not at that level yeah. whatsoever. Like his second year was really good. Like he ended it phenomenally well, and then 2017 just didn't. It never hit like we thought it would. Like the touchdowns weren't there. Like the touchdown rate was just like way down from his career average. And then, you know, this year so far, they haven't been there either. And I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe it's just they're struggling like there with the new coaching, coaching staff. Like, like we, like, I feel like it's hard to discount that just because like, I know uh, who, who, who's the guy, who's the coach again? The, oh, sorry. I know that Rabel's the head coach. Who's the coordinator again? I don't even know. It was Rabel's the only one I know now. I'm trying to remember, like the offensive coordinator. It was was it the? Oh, it was the Rams coordinator, right? It was um, I forget his name, but um, it was the it was the offensive coordinator of the Rams, and he's now the coordinator of the Titans, I believe, right? I have to look this up. I'm pretty sure that's it. I forget his name. I'm looking it up right now. Was it Hunt? No, that's not him. Someone's like looking at us right now. Or, like listening to us right now and being like, "It's it, this is it. This is it." Ah. Um, <laughs> Frickin' frick, dude. I'm trying to navigate this website right now. Matt LaFleur, there we go. I knew there was an M in it somewhere. Matt LaFleur is the offensive coordinator there. And it's not no clicking right now for, for some reason. So, I don't know. Like, he, we, we've seen him be good. <clears throat> and, like, just, like, under Mike Malarkey and Terry Rubisky in 2016, he was really good. So, like... <coughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's it, it also like I have no clue how healthy he is right now because I know he had a good game to Philly and like oh he's good, but like it could have gotten reaggravated. It could still not be hundred percent. Like I don't know. That's true. So it's tough for me to make a judge on Mariota just because like there's been so many changing factors for him. Like I I think he's a he's a I mean he's he's a starting quarterback in the NFL right now. Like he's he's, he's yeah. in that he's in that level of course. Um, how high like how what caliber i don't know but like he 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 definitely should be a starter in the nfl so i mean 
don't know what what are, what are you like are you you're not sold on them it sounds like I'm really not like I'll be honest out of that draft between like him and the one we don't mention that got selected one and two I think the other guy is actually better he's a better passer yeah they both have their downsides because like <coughs> Tampa, Tampa's guy like he like he'll he, like he just keeps making the same dumb mistakes when he plays and like yeah. those never kind of go away but like Mario it's Mario's just been so up and down like he's He's been pretty like not mistake prone for the most part, and like that's been his right. thing. And then he's like not mistake prone, but I never watch him and go, "Wow!" I'm like, "Cool." Yeah, like he's it's it's a weird thing where he has when he when he knows he's gonna run, he's really good at it. Like he's got on design runs and stuff, and like he's athletic and everything. But like when stuff breaks down and he starts running, it doesn't go as well as you think it should. And then like. He's he's really good at like executing a game plan, like not to say like a system guy or like even not even say like a Tom Brady like guy, but like he's like he's a good extension of a coordinator, like he can execute stuff well. And also, okay, wasn't the thing over the offseason of him trying to like change up his throwing motion and like fix his stance or something? Did he? Yeah, because his stance, I think I think his stance was too narrow, and they were trying to like get that widened out or something. So like. If like that could actually be a real problem right now, if he's like still like if he's in game thinking about his stance, or rather than just like accepting that it's a little off and just playing, that could be a huge part of it too. That's true. So I don't know, mm. but I anyway, know that was a Mariota discourse. On to a quarterback that is super elite. Uh, tell me how you feel about Joe Flacco this week. <laughs> <laughs> Again? <laughs> yeah, tell me, tell me more. I know you're feeling pretty bullish on him. So uh, I'm pretty bullish on Flacco. It's not a great matchup for the Saints defense. I like Flacco to get three scores this week, which would be his highest of the year. I think he's only thrown for two at most. And uh, I think he'll get a little under his highest yardage total of the year, which was like 360 or something. And I think he'll get over 300 with three TDs against New Orleans, two of which... We're going to go to John Brown. The other will be Sook. one of those various Baltimore tight ends. <laughs> one of one of four. One of right. And my prediction would be Hayden Hurst for that. Uh, it's also possible it's Andrews. Yeah, well, one of their other. Max, <laughs> we'll see. Max Williams. So, someone else. Are, are you are you hungry for for a, a Flacco performance? Elite Flacco. Hungry for it. Right, Show me you, what you got, Flacco. Would you say you're you're ravenous for it? <laughs> I'm ravenous. <laughs> oh man, I had to do that. Um my bold prediction, I've got one fantasy one, one just football one. My fantasy one more on Njoku is that um he will be the tight end one this week. Um he's gonna eat up Tampa. He's gonna eat he's gonna eat he's gonna take their W's and eat them. He's going to eat their cinnamon rolls, um, all that jazz. So, Joku tied up one this week. And then also a little bonus, um, swag time. Um, they're, I don't know if Keaton will get benched this game just because I don't know how much pressure will be on the offense and they might just be able to run it all day. But this will be Keaton's last chance to get a full start under his belt because if he doesn't get benched this week, he's getting benched next week against the Chiefs. Damn. So, Yep. Is there like a lot of uh, discord going on about Case Keenum as their quarterback? Yeah. Well, Joe says hard to give him the hit, given his vote of confidence for Keenum <laughs> at least once already. 
And then once, so Keenum was out briefly getting evaluated for a concussion right before the half, and Chad Kelly came in and took the knee, and everyone, like, apparently the stadium just, like, went fucking bonkers for Chad <laughs> Kelly being in the game. And, like, they were, like, chanting for Chad Kelly during the first half and everything, so. Kelly. So the fan base wants Kelly a lot. Um, Vance Joseph's definitely on the hot seat right now. And, like, if they lose in Arizona and fall to 2-5, and because we talked about this, like, when they started 2-0, and we're like, this isn't real. And, like, we figured, like... Oh, for sure. And we thought maybe they'd be 3-3 three and three at this point, and they're 2-4 and four at this point. If they fall to 2-5, and five, yeah, it's... The, the Broncos do this a lot. They'll start okay and then just flop. It happened last year, right? Yeah. It started off all right, and people were like, oh, they're great. They're going to you know, do great things this year. Yeah, no. Yeah, I think I heard someone say that, like, it kind of has to do with, like, they, they get lucky and have some home games in Denver to start the season, so, like, teams aren't used to the altitude and aren't in game shape yet. And they get, like, those lucky first couple wins at home, and then they go on the road and just get slammed. Obliterated by yeah. the Ravens and the Jets. Yeah, dude. Yeah, because, like, the the Jets one was, like, okay, like, I figured Ravens and Chiefs would beat them, me two and two, but, like, like when we were talking early in the season, like, the Jets beating them, especially by, by that much, was pretty brutal. And then he should have been benching against the Rams last week. That game was not as close as the scoreboard says. And then the Cardinals have been this week, and they're, they're going to be two and six by the end of week eight, and then we're going to get Chad Kelly. So, but I don't think Terrell. This is sort of an interlude. I don't. <laughs> Terrell Pryor is going to play. By the way, I, I mean, I I'm not going to be surprised time. if he doesn't. Like, just yeah, it's, I think yeah. it'll be the curse day. Mm-hmm. The curse squirts. Mm-hmm. Because, because, like, I think we discussed this at one point too. Like, if if Pryor does play, who does who does Xavier Rhodes go on? Is it Pryor or Robbie? And like, he he Rhodes matches up well against Pryor, like for him. And we mentioned it's the it's the speedy guys who can get deep well who will beat Rhodes because like Marvin Jones beat him. Then there's a couple other instances of like, and like I know like last year you shut down Adrian Green pretty well. Like it's Robbie Anderson is the type of guy who could beat Xavier Rhodes. Mm-hmm. deep and you know have a good game so i think they would put him on prior for that reason probably um mm-hmm. but if prior doesn't play i'm curious how anderson would do against Rhodes because they, they would put him on him if that was the case because outside of robbie it would just be no one else outside so right it'd be interesting so let's get on to our picks i'm um, cool it's still working good stuff um it's about where we stopped last time so our picks, like I said, we didn't uh, record a week six podcast, but we made our week six picks. So we didn't include Thursday night because we didn't make them until pretty much that game was going. Um, so week week five was good to us. Uh, Mozzie, you went ten and five. I went eleven and four. Suck it. Um, <laughs> after after this week, like after week seven goes, I'll add up all our records and go from that. Um, and then last last week and week six, we each went eight and six. Um, it was it was a tough. There were a lot of tough calls. There were a lot of strings of games we just totally fucked up. So like, yeah, it was it was a hard one to call. Um, our locks both hit. Houston, Cincinnati both won. Um, my upset hit. Arizona won. Although we both had the Arizona winning, so good calls. And then uh, Jacksonville lost in Week Five against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Badly. So, mm-hmm. We didn't call upsets for Week Six at all, but we just made our picks. So. Yeah. Here coming into week seven, we've got some agreement. We've got a little bit of disagreement um, on a couple of games. So, and one very interesting call that I could definitely see happening. So, <laughs> I'm just going through it. 
Uh, we both have Arizona beating Denver, <laughs> which I right. like because they're they're barely an underdog, right? They're they're a one. It started it opened as a pick'em, and now Arizona's a one point underdog. But the over under's gone up, so I, mean, I don't know. I think Arizona can pull this out. Um, we both have the Chargers beating Tennessee in London. Um, yes. That was not that was not an accent. That was just me saying it funny. Um, we both <laughs> have the Patriots beating the Bears. We both have Indy beating the Buffalo Bills, led by Derek Anderson. Um, we both have Detroit beating the uh, Brocket Ship Dolphins. Yeah. And then here we have a disagreement on the Minnesota Jets game. I've got the Jets pulling out the upset on this one, which is kind of surprising because you're the Jets fan. But I would love to see it happen. I really would. I just, like, have that, you know, is Sam Darnold going to be good three weeks in a row? Uh-huh. I, mean, I don't it is, know. It is at home. That helps. Minnesota's it is at home. Their defense is great at home. Mm-hmm. Well, like I really hope the Jets win. I'll be rooting for them, which is why I'm like torn on whether or not I should just pick them. So I can. Yeah. The Vi- the Vikings throw a lot, so like I could see it, you know, happening, like getting some picks. I could see just like they're opportunistic, as we like to say. Yeah. And that that is you know that is I not necessarily fully random, but there's a lot of variance to turnovers, game to game, season to season. So we'll see. But I think I think the Jets pull out the upset and. Um, by the Vikings start questioning everything about themselves. We've some sad, <laughs> all some sad Vikings crying in their cool helmets. Um, I'd love to see it. And then after that, we both have Philly beating Carolina. Although I know we were both torn on this. I know Philly's favorite at home, which is, yes, a, is a lot of why we have that. But Carolina's going to keep it close. The, the four-point spread is probably about right because it, it's going to be a one-score game the whole time, I think. And we know Cam can win any game. Yeah. He he. he he doesn't have the full on Rogers effect, but like it's not far off. Like as far as taking over a game, right? Like, cause like his is different. His is yeah. like his size and athleticism. He just like Rogers is just like a perfect passer. Yeah, Rogers is like absurd, but like yeah, Cam can just kind of like will his way to a win sometimes. <laughs> it's, it's, he's somewhere in between Tivo and Rogers on like finding ways to win. Right. <laughs> Then you also have like Philly. They had a extra long week to practice against them because they were the Thursday game, so they had yeah. like four more days of practice or whatever it is. Three. Yeah. So that'll. Because well, they wait. Hold on, didn't they? Who did they play last week? Let me look up. Did, didn't they just the play the Vikings or was that the? They played the Giants on Thursday. That's right. I mean, kind of schedule because they played the they played the Vikings the week before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I, I forget stuff, man. Old. but yeah so lot, lots of rest time 10 full days yeah. it's a really great game i can't wait to watch yeah, it that's gonna be probably the sc of the early games yeah it's probably gonna be the best one it's the best of the one o'clock games yeah new england chicago will be interesting but i mean philly i'll be philly there to Carolina see the, the best one. vikings and jets too for sure <laughs> yeah that'll be actually a probably good game the jets games have all been like pretty interesting just because of like the Jets being the Jets, um, yeah. But anyway, moving on, we've got Cleveland beating Tampa. We agree on that one. Um, I, I, it's I don't have much like reasoning for this one. Just that like uh, Cleveland looked bad last week, but like Tampa's Tampa's like spread is just the home point advantage barely. Well, three and a half. So, but it's pretty much home point advantage spread for for Tampa. And, and I think Cleveland's defense is definitely a lot better. They both got some offensive talent, so it'll be interesting to see. But we both got Cleveland, and I hope Cleveland wins it. Um, yeah, there's just too many uh, Browns players that I like this week. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see what Jarvis gets going. And if Cowboy can catch a ball, man, that'd be dope. 
<laughs> that would be nice. Yeah, and then Houston, Jacksonville. I've got Jacksonville winning this at home. I think they can pull it off just because of Houston's line being so bad. But Houston's think, line is terrible. But you but have Jacksonville them winning just despite hasn't that. looked like a good team lately. So I yeah, like so I'm just taking Houston. Tennessee's took their soul. Fetch mm-hmm. me their souls. <laughs> and then <laughs> nice. It's an old reference. I uh <laughs> I have New Orleans beating Baltimore starting off the four o'clock games. Um although I see you've got Baltimore winning. I do. I've got Baltimore winning this matchup against New Orleans. New Orleans off the bye week is bad. I think I confirmed it last night before I went to bed. Oh, they're not good? Yeah. Hmm. Um, They're on the road against, I think, arguably the best defense in the NFL. Oh, yeah. like the. I mean, who else would you call that at this point? Right. So, like, so I the Giants like, have been bad. The Rams defense hasn't been great. So Right. Like, who else can you even put there? Maybe the Bears are, like, num- the next. The Bears have had a good – the problem is the Bills are just not, not respectable enough as a team. But the well, Bears yeah. have had a pretty good defense. But, I mean, Brock Osweiler had a good week, so it's hard to say. True. Although Andy Dalton torched the, torched the Ravens. So <laughs> That was pre-Jimmy Smith, though. With Jimmy Smith, that definitely helps a lot. Yeah, but. so, like, I'm – I think the Saints are going to, you know, be in the playoffs and probably win the division most likely and have a good season. But this week, I like the Baltimore Ravens. This will be a really good game. I'm looking forward to this one. There's a lot of games I want to watch this weekend. Um, this is definitely the game to watch in the 4 o'clock slate because yeah, we, we both have the game. Rams beating the Niners, of course. And Dallas watching is going to be boring. I've got Dallas winning. But you, you predict this to be boring through and through. Oh yeah, I predict this to be a tie, actually. And this is I'm putting it on the tie. Like if it's not a tie, this counts as a loss for me <laughs> in the record book. And if it's a win, then it counts as one. But like, or if it's a tie, it counts as a win for me. But so I think both of these teams are exceptionally adequate. <laughs> They're both like the ultimate eight and eight team. Yeah, it's just literally the 8-8 eight eight battle. This game is just going to finish 8-8 eight eight or like 16-16. Just some multiple of 8 on the scoreboard. Right. So I'm going with a tie for our NFC East fans. There you go. That, yeah. I mean, that, that this this game like fits the tying just because like the offenses are just, both just so meh. <laughs> but um, the Sunday night game, we both got Kansas City beating Cincinnati with primetime Andy. And then Monday night, we both got Atlanta beating the Giants at home. So, of these games, Mozzie, which one are you most confident about? Which game is your lock of the week? It's kind of tough, actually. Um, there were a lot that I like picked that I'm not super like confident enough to be a lock, but I guess if I had to take one, it'll be Cleveland beating Tampa. <laughs> I like it. I like fuck it. Fuck Tampa. <laughs> That's that guy. That's a thing. And um, my lock, I've got Atlanta beating the Giants. And then my upset is New Orleans beating uh, Baltimore. Actually, because Baltimore is favored by a bit. Um, who, who you got? Who you got upset? And it's one of the games we disagree on. My upset will be Houston beating Jacksonville. I don't know, man. After I saw what Dak did to them last week, that's it's hard for me to t- be like pick Jacksonville to win something. They looked demoralized. Yeah, it's it's rough, man. I, I mean, maybe this is when they get their game back because, like, I mean, obviously it's a divisional matchup, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be close. It's gonna be interesting to watch how that plays out. 
But, I mean, of the weekend, like, Saints, Baltimore, and um, Philly, Carolina are probably going to be the two better games to watch. Kansas City, Cincinnati will be good, too. That'll be high scoring and fun. Like, and I think the Bengals will be playing it pretty close for most of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's there's definitely a clear game in each kind of time frame to to look at, in my opinion. Yeah. But there's there's gonna be some wacky upset or like something just like the the London game is gonna be interesting, just because like it's it's a team in like the Chargers that are hot, but like will they go full Chargers <laughs> and like I know Titans, I have this have really weird suspicion team. the Titans are gonna win this game, dude. Ah. I know. I know. Yeah, it's just been some random teams. Well, I mean, the Chargers, like, true Charger form would have been losing to the Browns last week, which is what, which is what I thought. But they are <laughs> they are not uh, the same Chargers, maybe? I don't know. Like, because they usually start super slow, and they're like, aren't they? What are they right now? They four and two? Four and two? Yeah question marks i think their only two losses are like the chiefs and the rams yeah yeah and that's yep. those are uh, you know those are okay losses <laughs> the two best yeah. teams in the league so yeah i mean obviously the patriots are up there now too but there's i mean Ram, rams and rams and chiefs are teams that are you know you can't be embarrassed to lose to so like the Chargers are actually winning the games they should right now and that is wild so just <laughs> <laughs> like Devin, like those in the steelers like always play down a competition it's yeah their season, they have a tough schedule. I mean, they got to play the Ravens, the Chiefs again, the Bengals, the Steelers. But then they also get the Raiders, Broncos twice, Seahawks. So who knows? Yeah, because they, they got bones out of the postseason last year. but That one year they had the number one offense and number one defense. And they were not in the playoffs. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it was interesting. Because like, it's the freaking like the Bills and Titans somehow squeaked in. Oh. And then, like, the Ravens and Chargers were not in. That was, like, not what everyone wanted. But anyway. Not anybody who enjoys good football. <laughs> Bills fans were fucking thrilled. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fact that, like, Andy Dalton's charity raised so much money after that game is the best thing, you know? Yeah, I like that. That, that feels good. <laughs> That's so funny. Just, like, that being a thing. Just such a Bills thing to do and such a Dalton thing to do. Like, that that, that cured Super Aids for a while, but it's starting to come back now. <laughs> it's coming back. Yeah. Oh, Theo Ray did not practice today. Hmm. 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 Carry on, Johnson, baby. <laughs> guess guess where Corey Coleman just signed to? It's a practice squad, but guess who's practice squad he just signed to? No way. Who? Who? The Giants. Uh, They're going to steal the Patriot secrets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was there for a whole week. but oh, man, The yeah. secret of how to have a bad defense. <laughs> Dude, poor Corey Coleman. Like... First man. round p- fucking uh, pick, man. Didn't he go ahead of Michael Thomas? We don't talk about that. <laughs> it's like the Ebron Beckham thing. Yeah, he was from Baylor, and that was when that Baylor had that offense that was absolutely disgusting. So, yeah. like, people thought he would be the next big thing. Yeah, it's between, I guess, apparently, you know, not being able to be professional with a good attitude, and also he keeps getting his hands injured. That's kind of tough for a receiver. So Yeah, those are important. <laughs> Though You do need those to play wide receiver. In the NFL, especially. So. Yeah, if your hands are always hurting, man, go be a kicker. You don't need them. Exactly. Just just, just kick, kick that dang ball. Get that <laughs> touchdown. But um, 
so thank you all for tuning into Miles and the Muscle this time. We got this recorded. I'll I will get this up shortly so we can have it in time for the Thursday night games. Hope everyone has been having a lovely NFL season. Hope it continues, and I hope your favorite team is not as sad as mine. Oh, <laughs> rip, rip Raiders! Man, the Jets have a better record than the Raiders right now, huh? Shh. <laughs> Don't jinx it! <laughs> Don't jinx it! Oh, Sam man. Darnold's the number three quarterback over the past uh, two weeks, and according to uh, QBR, Darnold Schwarzenegger. Let's go. Lol. <laughs> uh, I bet Josh McCown loves doing that. Anyway, um, <laughs> thanks everyone for tuning in, and we'll be back next week. Thank you, guys. <laughs>